Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello. Hello, everyone out there. Hello, podcast world. Welcome to Touchdowns All Day with John Barber. We've been in a lot of conversations in the past year or two, especially with all the acoustic shows and all the you know, the conversational bent of that type of show business gig, if you will. Um, you know, I was told by a lot of people, and a lot of people have just flat out requested that I do some kind of podcast. So I thought about it. I put a little thought into it, and it feels like it's a great way to connect with all the people in my world, the people who are in my world that I don't know about, the people who are listening to all the different kinds of music and shows and all the concerts and just various things that we're doing. It's a nice way to connect with these listeners on, uh, you know, a more conversational level. So here we are just talking. You know, you are listening to your computer, your iPhone or whatever your podcast system is, and you're listening to John Barber right now. We're having a conversation straight up. So, it is, uh, it, we're going to try it. We're going to see how this works. I, uh, I hope it'll be great. Now, you might be asking yourself, you know, what exactly is this, what's the point of this podcast? Like, why there's a million podcasts out there, and why won't I just listen to one of those? And that is a valid thought. If you're wanting to listen to, you know, some of the subjects that those podcasts are talking about. Our podcast, we're, we're not going to touch that stuff. We're going to talk about music. We're going to talk about the kind of music that we're putting out right now, the kind of music that I'm involved with on a daily basis. And we're going to talk about it in advance of it happening so you know what's coming up, so you can get excited about it. And afterwards, we're going to do recaps. So this would apply to basically anything we do. Um, you know... They have this saying in Russia where uh, you can't do anything um, unless they explicitly say that you can. And in America, we have this feeling where it's like you can do whatever you want unless it's explicitly forbidden on some level. And so there's no explicit forbid for me to do a podcast. So I, I can do a podcast, you know, this is American way right here. This is this is the country we live in. But this podcast, you know, it, it's not. we're not going to talk about the MMA. We're not going to talk about diet and workout. We're not going to talk about uh, hunting, probably not, you know. Or, you know, I'm not going to regale you with stories of my years on uh, Fear Factor or anything like that. You know, we, this is not a murder mystery podcast or, you know, we're not going to talk about, like, weird things that happen on Craigslist or anything like that. We're going to talk about music a lot of different takes on music. We're going to talk about some other things that I find awesome. I think we're going to try and have a conversation about big mountain skiing, I think would be cool. We're going to talk a lot about festivals. And we might have some weird conversations occasionally, you know, aliens and horoscopes and stuff like that might creep on here every once in a while. But it's not a, uh, it's not a focus. What we're trying to do is just have more takes and more conversations about music of all sorts from as many different angles as possible and we want everyone to be involved and I feel like this is the way to do it this is a new form and somebody said this is the new printing press so 
we're printing over here. And essentially everything that I do musically, playing, writing, all that stuff is going to be on the table and it's going to be talked about. So you guys will have a, a really good idea what the what's going on. Um, we have so two two of the things that we are going to do up front is we're going to do pre-shows before runs. You know, if the biscuits are playing three nights in Washington D.C., we'll do a pre-show leading up to the shows. Maybe we'll play some music from old D.C. shows. Maybe we'll talk about you know the history of, of the band in that region, stuff like that. And then after the weekend, we'll do a little recap, like a director's cut, where we'll listen to some of the music and talk about what the band's doing and try and get a good idea of, you know, how to talk about that stuff and, you know, try and really understand it a little bit better. So it's funny because, the, let me tell you a story, just to it kind of explain some of the impetus behind the recap episode, is there was one time where we had just played Mishawaka, which is an outdoor venue, it's kind of west in the little bit in the foothills of the mountains of Colorado. There was this weird, uh, like a river and a highway, and then somebody stuck a little bar there. And then I think they uh, they built a, a stage behind that bar. And we used to, all the bands in the scene used to play there. Biscuits played there a number of times, and it was a great spot to play. It was a very cool outdoor venue, and we used to love it there. And we played great shows there. And after the shows, it was just. Because Mishawaka didn't really have a great hotel set up, there were some rooms there, but a lot of times, there, and people would just park on the side of the road there. It was kind of dangerous in a way, but before everything was dangerous, they would just let you do that stuff, and it was great. And so I was, you know, hanging out after the show, meeting people, doing that thing, and I sat down with a group of people. We were literally right on the side of the highway in like a little bonfire circle. And I'm talking to these kids, and I just met them, and, you know, they were at the show. So, I mean, everybody there was at the show. So, you know, I'm chatting with them, and they were listening to this crazy, off-the-cuff jazz fusion. And it was just, it sounded awesome. It had this incredible sizzle to it. It was just so three-dimensional and cool. And everybody was rocking out to them, and it was just really sick, and I didn't recognize any of it, and it was just so cool, and I was just like, wow, this is some great stuff. Was, I was psyched that my fans were listening to such cool stuff after the show. You know, they, obviously, we our taste was similar, you know, and so I'm sitting there talking to these guys, and, you know, they're doing the normal tribal past the joint scenario, and, um, and I'm sitting there, and I'm... You know, it's a little awkward for me sometimes because I don't know them and so you know, and trying to figure out how to talk to them figure out what to say and a little lull came into the conversation and I asked you know what is this really great music you guys are listening to what is this stuff and they looked at me and they were like uh, this is you dude and um, I was I was like wow that's I was a little bit shocked personally I didn't know that it was me to be honest but they thought I was kind of like puffing up my own ego like I was like oh who's this uh-huh. you know like why would I do that why why would I you're already at my concert you know I don't need why would I say that but they looked at me like dude you are literally an insane egomaniac and um and I was just honestly unaware it was a jam it wasn't a song I mean one thing if we're 
you know, listening to Aquatic Ape and I'm sitting there going, what band is this? You know, that would be a little ridiculous. But this was just random free jam. And there was no song before. I think it came out of like, he, he said it was sound one at one point. So there was really no, it was weird from the get go, but I didn't hear any of the sound one part. I just heard the jam part. And so I didn't know what it was. And so it it's, has occurred to me over the years after that whole event that uh, you do have to listen to this kind of music a lot and you have to be able to have some kind of conversation about it to really get to know it. And I know you guys all have that conversation, but I'm not involved in that conversation at all. Uh, you know, besides playing the stuff, but I'm not involved in it, you know, on Fantasy Tour or whatever, talking about this stuff. So I'm uh, kind of putting myself in a situation where... I have to listen to it all and I have to go through it and kind of explain it from my point of view and then you guys can take it from there and give me some uh, feedback on what you think about what I'm saying and then we have a little loop going and I think that those kind of those kind of things always lead to better things down the future so hopefully I'll understand what we're creating and how we're creating it better and then we can just bake better donuts for you guys we can just do a better job of doing that. So you might ask at that point, you might be like, hey, how do I connect with the Touchdowns All Day with John Barber podcast? How do I connect with that? Well, I would say until I have any kind of ducks in a row on this one that you would just tweet at me at Barber Shreds or you would, uh, nah, just do Twitter. That'll be the best. So then I only have to check one thing because like, I'm not going to check. You know I'm not going to go to Facebook ever. And you know, I'm just not going to check any of the other social media sites. So if, if you send it to Twitter, I'll get it. And we can have the conversations there. And that'll be great. And eventually we'll do the, you know, if this if this is a podcast and we like it and we're doing it every week and everybody's excited about it and it's, it's cool to do and it's really providing something good for everybody, then yeah, maybe we'll set up you know, email addresses and websites and all that stuff that take a lot of time and effort. And when this great idea of talking to you guys becomes a job, then we'll do the job stuff. But in the meantime, you know, you guys can ask all the questions you want. I'll answer them. I'll probably answer them right here on the show publicly. So, uh, you know, you gotta consider that. I think all other, um, you know, people might want to hear what your questions are. They might have the same question, but have not asked it. Um, so yeah, that's what we'll do. Are we going to make t-shirts for the podcast? I don't think so. Um, unless we have like a great logo for the, for the, for the touchdowns all day. Like we have a really great thing. Maybe we'll throw it on a t-shirt, but we're not here to make t-shirts. That's not, there's plenty of t-shirts that you can get. So, uh, just, you know, go to the biscuit merch store or something like that. Or, you know, American apparel sells t-shirts. There's lots of t-shirts. Um, if you, uh, if you're wondering if we have any plans on this podcast to have guests, you know, I'm not ruling it out. I don't know. I mean, I think probably do one with Tommy Hamilton or something like that. Like some people that I know really well from the music road, when they want to talk about what they're doing musically, I'm all for having them on to talk about it. Um, am I going to have Elon Musk on? Hopefully, but I don't think so. So I don't think we're going to do a long-form interview. It's, this is more going to be 
kind of more similar. It's it's kind of like a conversational take on the state of trance, the Armin Van Buren uh, podcast. If you ever listen to that, it's just a quick half an hour. He tells you about all the new music and he moves on with his day. There's going to be a little bit of that here. I don't necessarily want to do this like long form conversational podcast in in the essence. The essence, I want you guys to come away from this podcast with like, okay, that jam was great. I got to go back and listen to that. That song is dope. I got to check that song out. Um, you know, I really like it. Maybe we name a style of jam that the band does. The other day I was listening to a jam for this podcast. I think we're going to listen to it later in the show. And the jam was essentially a type of jam that I can tell the Biscuits do, but I don't even think it, it's got a name. I think we just do it inadvertently. It's kind of like a, just a comfortable place for the pan to be. And we're going to talk about that kind of stuff, and that'll be very cool. Uh, are, are we going to be debuting music on this podcast? I, I would say probably. I would say, uh, you know, as the conversation gets deeper and, uh, and you know, our relationship in this format gets better and better, I think that there's going to be some surprises and there's going to be some good opportunities to present stuff in this world. And I like that. We could do a little bit of focus grouping here. Uh, so, you know, we got a bunch of ideas here for what the music podcast is. We're going to do the lead-ups, obviously. We'll do the recap highlights. We might do some historical show breakdowns. So maybe we'll talk about, you know, your haymakers and, and you know, your 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 12 nines or whatever those, you know, these special historical shows are. Maybe what we were doing back in the day. And, you know, that's going to serve a great purpose. I and mean, maybe we'll, we'll remember some of the, what was great about those shows and bring it back into the new fold. You know, we might have some just basic tour life. You know, where, what cities are great to be on tour and stuff like that. Just some normal, everyday person stuff. I mean, you guys are going to those cities as well. Maybe we can talk about what's great there. Uh, maybe we'll, uh, we'll take some recommendations from the audience about segments of jams or shows to discuss. And, uh, you know, there's not going to be um, a set length for these episodes. So don't worry about that. The show might be 20, 30 minutes. It might be an hour and a half. I don't really want to bother with that right now. I mean, we don't even have a theme song yet. So, And you would think that would be the first thing that I would do. But honestly, just trying to get the like couple of cogs in place that we can put these things out relatively on time after the shows because that to me seems like the most important thing and then we'll you know we'll put a theme song in there and then we'll have them be a certain length we may even have some sponsors we may even have some people come on help us produce these on a higher level gotta buy some podcasting equipment stuff like that so we may do a few sponsors uh we're not gonna go crazy in that category of course because we're a jam band so uh you know the sponsors don't generally love us anyways uh we think that maybe there might be some good weed companies out there that are just you know want a little access you know maybe have a good product like a good cbd gummy or something like that you know we're into that stuff uh so today we are going to do today's the introductory podcast we're gonna do an intro and uh, we're going to talk about what's coming up for TDB right now because we have a big week this week uh, but one thing I wanted to mention is that you guys all know Rich Steele from Steele's Wheels Rich is helping me put together the podcast here he's helping with the you know helping source the moments and he's going the technical engineering for the podcast so 
give it up to Rich. gonna change it but at the moment it's got some cool little radio sounds it feels very broadcasty to me it's kind of funky and uh sounds like one of those sounds like one of those drum beats you hear in the subway like with the brushes on the snare drum so at the moment this is the podcast theme song touchdowns all day theme song let me know if you like it send me a message on twitter just use the hashtag touchdowns all day it's a hashtag already but i looked at it nobody's used it really in like five years so i think it's it's up it's 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 free at this point all right let's talk about this upcoming shows that are on my calendar they're all pretty Unique and characteristic shows. Really great little quartet here. We got Friday, April 26th, and Saturday, April 27th. We're playing the Fillmore in Nolans for the Jazz Fest. And we haven't played Jazz Fest in uh, in quite a while. And last time we played Jazz Fest, I don't think anybody even remembers that we were there or that anybody who was there with us remembers that they were there. So we're going back to Jazz Fest maybe a decade later. I don't know. I don't have any staff here, so normally I would have someone look that up, which would be a you know crazy good job for an intern, but I, uh, I didn't look it up. So I know those dates are probably right, and we're playing Jazz Fest, and I love Jazz Fest. It's really great. The food is fantastic, and I always end up at 7 in the morning when the sun comes up playing chess in the the park with some dude who has to take a piece off of his team to make it fair. And, uh, you know, did that last time. It was great. Looking forward to it again. And then in May, we have the big Colorado Red Rocks show. Uh, I think it's, you know, it's always awesome to play Red Rocks. We're going to approach it a little differently this time. Last year, we had incredible technical problems the wind was blowing amps over things were getting unplugged so this year we're gonna do a gigantic sound check and really make sure we get all that stuff right because i really want to get this red rock show and knock it out of the park we have uh two ogden uh warm-up shows as usual 
on the 23rd and 24th of May. So that's 23, 24th Ogden in Denver, and then 25 out in Morrison, Colorado at Red Rocks Amphitheater. Let's do it. And then the next show on the calendar for June is an interesting show. I played the Disc Jam last year with the Barber Acoustic show. And it was it was just fantastic. It's super easy to get there. On You take a train from the city. It's literally the easiest thing on the planet. The train just like goes and you just sit on it and, you know, do whatever you're going to do on a train. It's super mellow. And then once you get there, it's this beautiful green grass hilly area in upstate New York. And uh, the festival grounds are fantastic. And last year, I was super excited about it. They asked me back again this year, but we wanted to do something a little different. And so I have a very, very unusual show this year at the Disc Jam. So on Saturday, June 8th, Lotus is playing the headlining spot. And Lotus's guitar player is unable to make the show. And I was just like, sure, I'll do it. Why not? And uh, so Mike Rempel will not be there with Lotus that night. And I know it would be better if he was there for sure, um, even with me playing. And yet he can't be there. So instead of Lotus canceling the show, which is worse for everyone, frankly, I just have to learn a bunch of Lotus songs and play them with the band. And I listened to them today a little bit. I listened to them last week. Uh, It's fun. I'm really excited about this. It's cool to learn. Like, you know, you spend your whole life like learning Zeppelin songs and Grateful Dead songs. And none of that's transfusion. None of that is what, you know, the kind of music that our scene makes. And... It's interesting to learn songs that are made, you know, within the scene by artists that are, you know, coming up the same vein, same type of stuff. And yet they have their own take on it and it's different and interesting and they use different scales and all that stuff. So I like it. I'm excited about it. I think this jam is going to be great. I'm sure at some point in time we're going to knock the cover off the ball with those guys. You know what I mean? I, I'm sure we're going to get hot on stage at some point during the show. It's, so I'm looking forward to that moment. And uh, so that's Saturday, June 8th, Steventown, Pennsylvania, the Disc Jam Festival. And if you're looking for a festival that's kind of like a legitimate, cool event where it's chilled and everybody has a really good time and everybody's very like-minded, that's a great one. It's been great for many years. And I've done it three times. I did it once with Kick Rocks. I did it once last year with Barbara Kusick. And then this is my third one. And if there's another one in there that I don't remember, then I'm sorry. But uh, three that I have in the top of my mind, and all of them have been great. And then the next thing I want to talk about was July 1820, Camp Bisco. Of course, fans are saying best lineup ever. Uh, I looked at the lineup. I was thinking best lineup ever. I always like it when I think something and then I hear that that's what the fans are saying too. That means we are aligned. We are together with people, and I like that. Uh, Umphreys McGee, Soundtrack, Bass. I mean, I don't even have the list in front of me, but I should. So at the next podcast, we'll talk about that more specifically because I did not prepare this part really as well as I should have. But that's the lowdown. 
April, you got Jazz Fest. May, you got Red Rocks. Disc Jam in June. And July, we're doing Camp Bisco. So get your tickets. I think everything's on sale. And uh, let's see you out there. Let's do some fun stuff. So that being done, we just got that out of the way, which is great. Thank you guys for listening. This is the first episode. And uh, and we're going to try the format here. We're going to see what it is. So I'm going to drop some songs from the New Year's Weekend. And we're going to listen, and I'm just going to interject. It's kind of like a director's cut, if you will. And we'll see how it goes. The podcast, we can do whatever we want with it. I think that everyone out there, I know we all love each other, and we love to criticize each other. And I don't mind being criticized. And if you'd like to criticize me for this podcast, please use the touchdowns all day hashtag so I can read your criticism and lose sleep over it. But, hey, maybe you should wait 10 episodes before you go with the, you know, he doesn't have a good radio voice or whatever the criticism is going to be. Or, you know, does he have, you know, I'm sure there's going to be lots of things. I'll let you guys come up with it. I can't wait to read them all. But uh, maybe wait 10 before the really scathing negative ones. Because I want those. I want those. I just don't want them to be about things that are, you know. Just, oh, well, sorry, we didn't get to that yet. Let me give me 10 episodes to get to it. And 11, have at it. Open season, you know, everything you want to do. First 10, just like maybe this, that, the other thing. Hashtag touchdowns all day. Great. Love it. We'll throw it in. And, uh, and yeah, so here comes what is going to be. So we have these. Did I do that? Yes. Okay, so Rich Deal has put together these segments from the 1228, 1229, 1230 shows. We're going to leave the 31 off for now. We're just going to do those three shows. These are three jam moments that Rich really liked that he thinks are good for one reason or another. And I'm going to play them and I'm going to talk about them with you while they go. And then, you know, this is the format. Let's see how it goes. I'm glad you guys are listening. I can't believe you've made it this far if you have. And I honestly am not. If you fast forwarded to this point, that's awesome. You're a super smart person. I'm down with that. You just fast forward all you want. Just keep fast forwarding. But hey, listen to this though right now because here's some music and we'll start here. Thank you. 
that was one of those pure searching jams that kind of turns into something. It turned into Mark had that riff. And I think everybody else in the band was super experimenting and doing all this, you know, trying different things on different instruments. And what happens is everyone's searching and it... You never know where it's going. You never know what the other guy's going to do. And I think we get to these little riff points. So there was, I came in on the synth guitar. And you can feel in the room, Pat, our front of house sound engineer, Pat, he will turn the band up in the room. And you can feel... doing a little King Crimson thing here. You can feel the room vibrating. And Aaron comes in with this kind of like a long seven and then goes to a really great melody section in the searching part. I feel like that could just be a song right there. Unfortunately, we're searching and we're on stage and we're not thinking about, oh, this could be a song or this could not be a song. We're thinking search, 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 search. And then these things kind of happen. And then, but you're still searching. And so you're almost fighting what's happening at that point without realizing it. Because the truly search, you got to go in. And yet when the search turns into something, you have to know how to pull out of that. And it's hard to know that that moment. So here you can see we're committed to the search as a band.
that was a nice segment. I'm interested to see where we go here. Clearly, there's something about that segment that just wasn't quite right for what we're trying to do. Maybe it seems to be speeding up a little bit here.
classic fake out. Don't know. I don't remember exactly why we did that. It wasn't on the set list. I think we were just there. And I just decided to do it because, you know, that particular set of jams, there was a number of times, especially back to that first jam where I was speaking earlier, and there was a second one in the middle there, and then there was a third time, and all three times, you know, could have pulled the trigger and done the guitar solo thing, and really got everything done out of that. You know, we had a tempo change, there was a key change in there, there were some rhythmic changes. There was a lot of different approaches in there, which... We could have done a million different ways, and I think at this particular time in the show, I think I, I knew that it was there. I think the band had done a really good job of setting up what needed to be set up to get out of those jams, and in some ways, everybody's got to be ready to leave the jam and do the end of the jam, you know, freak out, if you will, and... I don't know, I just, I wasn't feeling it sometimes, and, and, and I think in a couple spots in there it felt to me like maybe Magner was on something else and he didn't quite want to come out at that point, and maybe Alan wasn't quite at like a fever pitch enough to come out, and so it didn't happen, and it doesn't happen a lot in the Biscuits, and I love that about the, the music. Crowd loves it too. I think that, uh, yeah, I like the fact that we're not doing this kind of formula where we pick up the tempo 64 in and then I double the pitch and then we double the chords and then we pick it up a little bit. Now, I like listening to music that is like that. Don't get me wrong. I like listening to bands that are really well organized like that. I just don't like showering every day. You know, I don't like any kind of strict regimen for me personally as a human you know i think if you shower every day maybe just maybe you're using a little too much water and you should think about the rest of the world a little bit or you know maybe you shouldn't eat the kind of food that makes you smell so bad that you feel compelled to shower every day me i eat clean and I think about the water in the world and I try and use less of it. And um, no, honestly, I just don't get around to showering every day. There's, and I feel like it's that perspective that is, you know, what's fun about the biscuits is we don't have a list of milestones in the jam that have to be achieved. Maybe we do in a song like a C to B where there was that little middle lick and then there's the change over to the changes. There's a couple like, songs with the milestones in them there's a couple jams i'm sure you guys could name a few basis has crickets has a few milestones there's a couple of things you want to achieve in the jams so you can so the jam can be different and better and unique you know um obviously the milestones in mindless dribble we just make them up every single time and they're different every time so i like that we that jam got to some ripping places and you could hear the kind of the interplay between what Mark is doing and what Aaron's doing and then between what I'm doing and what those guys are doing. And you can hear me grabbing these notes that are uh, 
almost pushing us to the key change way early. All right, so this is Rich. Great jam, Rich. Nice. Uh, this is jam number two. This is a shorter one. This is Orc Theme I Man from 1229. So this is the kind of jam where people listening think it's just totally different things going on. And from our point of view as the musicians, uh, this is just uh, this is just cooking with gas right here. So let's listen a little bit. Let's hope I bring it back here. No. So we we lost what was maybe the super funky stuff that was about 30 seconds ago that you guys just heard. And I like to go away from it. And but if you don't bring it back, sometimes you lose some great stuff. So this is a situation where Maybe we don't know, or maybe we're sitting on stage going, man, I forgot what that was. shit from Brownstein. Key change in the jam. Jam has changed three times. Either idea has anything to do with the last one. We're going to change again. Clearly it's ADD rock at that point, which is cool, but great spot to slip a key change into. Super pro bass playing right there.
So that's the type of situation where that's remember when I had that keyboard back in the day and you know didn't integrate that really that great into the band obviously uh, probably could have become more of a thing that was a situation where I wish I had that keyboard because I want to go to these chords on the guitar I want to be part of the rhythm section Aaron's playing a really cool line that do did it do do did it do did do that thing he was playing you could make a whole song out of that line alone and I'm sure that's what I was thinking on stage. And so I'm like, well, let's make the song around that line. And then I go to a funky guitar, which is cool. But I would love to have some, you know, wide, arpeggiated, large, stabby chords there or something. And take it to, on like a really big electronic level, I think would be really cool. But maybe we'll try and integrate that at another time. I love that when the Biscuits play soul music, when we play exactly what we just did. Now we're like, we're going to wind it down a little bit. But you can hear I can't even give up on the melody. It's just so great to play the feel good, super dancey, you know, get your little dance on kind of. The stuff we've been doing recently is feels like something we used to do back in the way day, like 99, and it feels like we're kind of bringing it back a little bit. Man is one of the uh, early 90, late 90s songs, but those early songs where we used to not do hooks on the first chorus. House Dog is like this, and I Man are like this, and that was like uh, hip at the time. I don't know, no one does that ever anymore, but uh, it was a hot thing to do back in 99. 
just don't sing or the first one is like denying the climax or something like that. I go right back to the soul here. I mean, it's whatever, whatever's going on on stage, like, I'm just feeling this soul groove right here. I just think it's like one of those things where, like, I feel like the soul funk in that situation sets you up nicely for the you know to keep the song new and interesting and you never know that kind of thing is good to build on when you're in the structure of the song already people can think in it right back at it and now it goes and I think the thought there is yes keep it funky so the reason that kind of stuff happens is I, I'm liking that groove a lot the band's playing really great I mean Aaron was playing some beautiful lines there that were just so tasty it was it's it's he was like taking us to a studio in the late 70s like just it was just so right on the money and Alan's killing it with this swing thing he's got going on in that situation it's kind of fun to just be a part of everybody playing really well and it's just fun to have a guitar line where I can just I can kind of do something that allows everybody just kind of get their get their fucking groove on you know in the situation that I'm doing it here we do have an I man to play and I man is this song where it's so easy to play for us that we don't do it a specific way you guys know this right the point is that what's the point of playing I man the way we did it 15 years ago I mean we do these techno I man so you get these different versions of it and I think sometimes if I have something like that that is a a real it's like a meme. It's like a musical meme. And, you know, I can go back to it at any point in time and everyone could be like, oh, that's what I was doing when that happened, you know? And, and really anyone in the band can have a meme. I feel like Alan's had this kind of funk, the swingy funk meme that he's been dropping in and out of stuff. And it's probably why I went to that line, frankly. And so I'm going to put that in and around the vocals in I'm in because I know that everyone can play their line in that part. And still hit the changes of I Man and still be able to think about how do I play I Man and continue to play this other song at the same time? How do I take this other song and have I Man kind of 
grow out of it, like a hallucination or something like that. So if it's too complicated, if it's too far away, then it still could be I'm in, but you run the risk of losing what it is. So if you go into a techno I'm in or techno anything and you hit the jam with a musical meme that's too far away. In other words, maybe the loop isn't the same length as an I'm in loop. Maybe the vocals don't go over the top. Maybe the changes, the do, do, do. Maybe those changes aren't going to fit in the rhythm of the of the meme, right? Any of those things, and we've done this a thousand times, and I'm not saying this is bad. I'm just saying you're going to get a different result in this situation. When you hit the changes of I'm in or the vocals or one of those characteristic I'm in moments, the band is going to regress into I'm in immediately as if a revolving door has gone around and your meme goes into one door and it revolves and old school I'm in comes out the other door. Those of you avid listeners, you probably have heard this a few times. It happens a lot. I don't mind that. I think that's a wonderful thing. I think that uh, it's cool to hit it crazy and watch it, watch the revolving door happen or see what happens when the band tries to grapple with, you know, 17 problems that all have to coincide all at the same time. That's the real problem is that everyone's feeling and not thinking, right? So when you're playing music and you're feeling, then when you get to the point in I'm in where you then have to think, you might not want to do it at that time and you might procrastinate and wait to the point where the chord comes in and then be like, oh damn, I got to grab something. Oh, I'm just going to play I'm in right now. And you hear that all the time. So when I have a, a... different musical meme here where like Aaron has set up this world with the roads and Alan and Mark are playing a soul tune and I can find a little guitar melody that goes in that that kind of rounds it out and gives it that meme quality right well at that point I know hey we can sing over this and it's it's everybody can stay in this everyone can do that little bit of thinking Because this is so chill, and it's so close, and yet it's so different that everybody can think what they got to think about, and we can actually make this I'm in with the little bit of thinking that it needs, but stay in the feel.
this is classic popcorn jam for me. Uh, it's it's very bliss out for the rest of the band. We're just playing some super soul funk earlier in this jam as well. Is everybody getting it? And I think we just got to a point where we wanted to leave that kind of rhythm. You could hear Aaron and Mark or Mark and Alan saying, you know, let's do some different kind of rhythms here and let's try and find some different pockets. So here we go on a new journey. And I'm just trying to find a juicy note in there that I can kind of base myself around. And we're just blissing out is what this is. This is stuff we used to do at Wetlands back in the day. And when, when we played to like 6 a.m. 3.30 to 6 was just bliss out jam after bliss out jam after bliss out jam. I think we just discovered it at the point and, uh, you know, or at least found our version of it. And, you know, now we're just kind of re-channeling that for a second.
That was super creamy. Love it. That was great. So patient. Beautiful transition. Great timing on the chords, which is... Who knows when those chords are going to happen. There's no preset anything there. We don't have a script. We don't know what's going on there. And to see it go from that like super bliss soul jam into a little bit of a searching jam, but the... Like, I'll try to go somewhere else, but... It, it couldn't. The bliss was too strong. The timing was too great. I don't know where this is in the show offhand, but uh, I would be surprised if this is like the first jam of the night or something. I don't know where this is in the show, but. Really great jam, really great playing on everybody's part. I'm sure the lights look great. I'm sure the sound of the room is great, the tones are good, I, I'm really happy with that jam, um, I think if we could play it like that every night, we would figure out a way, we wouldn't want to do that anymore, you know what I mean, if, if we, then we'd have to change that, but here we go, so this song has made a little bit of a comeback, and I like that, I always, I always thought this was a, a real raw rock and roll moment when Catalyst was written, and uh, I am happy to survive said rock and roll moments. Um, I just thought the song was very real, and I always liked it. And recently, I did it a couple times in the acoustic show, and it was then that it was like I was playing it differently, and now it's different because of the acoustic show a little bit. Uh, so I, I really like it. I think that this combination, this is from 1230, and this is Feeling Twisted into Catalyst. And it just, it's got a good feel to it. I think sometimes the, sometimes the 1230 show, you have a tendency to go super dark and super crazy. Um... And yet, I don't know if that really happens to us that much. Here we go. Alan's hi-hat work in this whole section is, is just pro beyond pro.
that, folks, is the first episode of the podcast. Let's wrap it. Let's wrap this bitch up. Thank you to Rich Steele. Great segments. Really awesome. Uh, thank you to Chris Linval who helped me uh, put the script together. And, or at least the talking points. And um, I'd like to thank you guys for listening. I'm going to try and do a bunch of these just because that was really fun for me. And, uh, you know, I'm, we, might as well, we might as well take a shot at it, right? So, I'll see you guys for the next one. We'll have new songs picked. We'll have new fun stuff to do. And I appreciate y'all listening. Just remember, if you want to talk about this, go to Twitter. Hashtag touchdowns all day. No spaces. Touchdowns all day. No underscores or any stuff you can't get. You can't find it on the iPhone keyboard. Just touchdowns all day with a hashtag we'll chat there and we'll try and make this thing cool i think it's kind of fun so uh let's have some fun together and i'll see you guys at the next one peace out